Welcome, everyone, to episode seven of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. Corey. No Eric this week. Eric is traveling up up around here, I guess. I don't know. Right. Has he left yet? I'm not even sure. Wait, he's we coming up north? He's coming up here, yeah. He's he's visiting his, his mom for, like, late Mother's Day and stuff. So he is, he's going to be uh, in, in back in New York State for, for the weekend. Um. So he is en route and and not able to join us. Our topic for today is going to be um, we're going to be talking about the series that series and or games that we missed out on uh, for one reason or the other. Mine have multiple reasons. Um, yeah, kind of filling in why we didn't uh, maybe embrace or play any of these series and or individual games. So that's our main topic. Anyone have anything they want to tease? I played a lot of Breath of the Wild. Nice. So I'll be talking about that again. Okay. Corey, did you play anything? No, I haven't. I saw you playing something this weekend. What did I play? Oh, I played a little uh, more Cosmic Star Heroin. Yeah. Uh, I actually did play some games this week. I played um, played some party games with some friends over the weekend. Uh, lovers and More Lovers in Dangerous Space Time. We played a little Mount Your Friends. Which is, uh, <laughs> one of my favorites. Yep. Uh, we tried to play Bro Force, but it didn't run on my laptop uh-huh. very well. And uh, yeah, Cosmic Star Heroin. And I played quite a bit more Rocket League. I'm pretty sure I've played uh, at least one game of Rocket League every day in this past week. So, mm-hmm. but you guys don't want to hear about that. <laughs> I was just gonna say the only thing I've played is Mario Kart, and it's been at least a handful of races just about every day. That's the only thing I've been able to, to not necessarily bring myself to play, but that's the only thing I've been able to squeak in uh, lately. So that's all I played. Oh, one thing I wanted to mention too. The reason why we're recording a day early is because of playoff hockey. Uh, anyone that's following hockey knows my, my, my team tied up the series. The next game is Thursday. So we are recording on Wednesday. Uh, we figured this out like, what was it Monday? We figured it out that we were going to record it early or Tuesday when we uh, one of us sh- probably should have let everyone know, but obviously it's us and we, we didn't. So uh, apologies for that. Uh, without further ado, let's get into our series and or games that we missed. Will, we'll start with you. What do you got Ooh. for us? So I do you want me to go through all of them or just pick one? Just do one for now. One for now. So my first one that I have written down is The Witcher. Uh, I've never played, I played maybe, I should say like 40 minutes of the first Witcher. Thought it was pretty terrible. Um, might've been awesome when it came out, but I don't think it held up that well. Uh, so I would skip that and go to two. Um, never ended up playing two and then three came out and I never ended up playing three. The series interests me as a whole. Um, but for whatever reason, I Never sit down and play it. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I think maybe if I play any of them, it should be the third one. Yeah, I mean, that's the best one, obviously. It just came out. It's But it's also the longest. I mean, if you're looking at a short playthrough, it's probably double The Witcher The Witcher 2. I mean, gameplay time doesn't scare me away at all, because right now I have nothing but time to play stuff. So Yeah. I'm going to disagree with Dan, maybe to, to nobody's surprise, and say that the first one is the best one. It depends on what you're looking for. I think Dan is right for the majority of people. The Witcher 3 is far and away the best one. But uh, I really liked the first one I, for, for, from a to- storytelling standpoint. Do you, I mean, do you think the game... It doesn't seem like the gameplay holds up that well. And that's that, I think that's the issue. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's, a, it's, a, it's rough around the edges for sure. It, it feels like an old CRPG. And and nobody's looking for that these days. I mean, some people are. They still make those kind of games, but yeah. <clears throat> it's not. Watched, it's definitely not modernized. I watched someone play it on Twitch, and they were playing in like a third person view. I don't know if it was a mod, but they it was zoomed right in, and it looked like The Witcher Two, uh, but obviously with much worse graphics. It was all. It was, it was like I said, zoomed in and over the shoulder, kind of maybe a little bit pro- pulled back. It's interesting. Hmm. I had never seen it look like that. And I, that might be part of the game. I don't know. Yeah, it's. I know there's. it's modded nowadays. You can That's, always find... That was my first thought. Uh, yeah. I didn't bother to ask. But Okay. So The Witcher. Yeah. That's a, it's a massive series that, you know, everybody... I mean, obviously, besides Corey and Eric, who have had their uh, differing opinions on it, but... Everybody unanimously loves the series and uh, well, the third game at least, and it's one that I never ended up getting around to. Huh? Fabulous game, fabulous games, I should say. I yeah. I only played a little bit of the first one, but second and third were were excellent. Okay, I'll go next. Uh, this may seem shocking, but The Legend of Zelda and Zelda Two: Adventures of Link. Uh, I obviously knew of these games existence. Uh, I actually had a friend that had, I believe the first Zelda with the golden cartridge. Um, but up until right around breath of the wild came out, I had no idea what these games even looked like. And I'm not even sure why I didn't know how they played it. I was under the impression it was almost like a, a 2d platformer like Mario. Uh, turns out it's quite different than that, but I've gone all this time not knowing what those games even really look like. You didn't know what the original Zelda played like? No. Really? I had no idea. No <laughs> idea. The top-down, like, kind of... Yeah, top-down, it, it, it's like the Super Nintendo one, but with, obviously, worse graphics. Yeah. <laughs> so That's crazy. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, I mean, I never, I never played it. I don't remember even, like, even all the Nintendo power that I read when I was younger. I feel like I just glossed over those games because I, I didn't own them. Um, it was nothing that interested me until I, I didn't even play. I think it's Super Nintendo or the Game Boy one, Link's Awakening, were the first ones that I played. And but at that point, like I didn't know anyone that had the the NES one, so I never never went back and played them. And um, uh, did they come out on Virtual Console for the Wii or the Wii U? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they're on right. Virtual Console. That would probably I, be the way to play those. To be honest, I think it might have been for my Wii, but I did buy the very first one. Okay. Um, I think Corey and I, it was probably like a Christmas day where we were just sitting around and I had like some money and I was like, ah, let's just play this. And I bought it and played it for like an hour and never ended up going back. Cause those games are really hard. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, I've played a game that Dan never has. <laughs> yeah, like I said, not only did I not play them, but I didn't even really know what they looked like. I'm sorry, Dan. I got distracted from a work email. Could you just say the name of the game again? Yeah, it's the Legend of Zelda, the first one, and Zelda oh, the, two. Okay, the originals. Yeah, the only experience the only experience I have with uh, the Legend of Zelda is in um, what's that mini games game? Oh, that came Sonic out of the Wii games. U. Not WarioWare, but uh, where is it WarioWare? No, no, it came out on the Wii U. It's the like NES the Remix Classic or something like that. That's it. Yeah, yeah. the NES Remix. Yep. Wow. So yeah. I'm the only one that really played that one. Yep. What do you got, Corey? Oh, boy. I have a ton. Um, I'll start with two video game series that are very similar. The Lutha and Breath of Fire series mm-hmm. from the NES... SNES era? SNES, yeah. Uh, this, like, my, my, my gaming beginnings, like, my consciousness begins with video games and reading those old Nintendo powers, but not having any access to like games that I wanted to play. And I just remember seeing like the Lufa and breath of fire games over and over and over again, and just dying to play them. Lufa Two: rise of the Sinistrals. I remember when that was getting ready to come out and I wanted it, but we, yeah, we got like one game or two games a year. Yep. That wasn't one of them. And I did go back and play. One of them, I think, came out on iOS. Uh, I think it was one of the Lufa games. And I played it, but like at this point, they don't really hold up as well. I mean, they're not... My interest for them comes from how much I love the Final Fantasy games, and they were yeah. they looked similar to that, so why wouldn't I want to play it? But uh, Final Fantasy, they are not. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that. But yeah, I missed out on all of those. And also, um, while I'm on the subject of those kind of games, Secret of Mana yeah never like that that game is well well respected uh right up my alley and and could be compared with uh the final fantasy series and i just never played it i think i do have it on my phone though they i actually just read an article today about those because they released them all on switch in japan on the in the eShop. so Hopefully they come here because I would also like to give those those games a try because it's uh you know the classic SNES RPGs were were so good. So, yep. Okay, Will, what do you got next? So next for me is Dragon Age. Uh, I played probably an hour of the first one. It's the same sort of story as The Witcher, uh, although I do think Dragon Age One holds up infinitely better than the first Witcher. Uh, but, you know, I never ended up getting really back into it. And then, you know, 2 came out, never was really interested in it. And Inquisition, which I was really excited for uh, to come out. Uh, and once again, never ended up playing it. I even bought it on, um, I think it was for my PlayStation 4. I got it when it first came out and never ended up playing it. And I have it on the Xbox One. I uh, still haven't gotten around to playing it. And it's at that point now where I don't think I'll ever end up playing this game. Yeah. Well, it's it's time has passed. What? It, it, OK, so like I look what? at the game. Well, OK, I look at the games that I got to play here coming up and it's Horizon Zero Dawn, Nier Automata, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, like 
I'd rather play those than go yeah, play I just, Inquisition from 2014. No. I, I think if you're not in love with Dragon Age, then you're not going to go back and, and play it at this point. Well, if you heed no advice from me <laughs> for the rest of the year, play Dragon Age Inquisition before you play any of those other games. No, play The Witcher 3 before you play Dragon Age Inquisition. Okay, so... I'm not playing The Witcher 3 or Inquisition over Horizon or Near. I'll be straight with that. Okay. The one, the ones that you might be able to sway me on would be Mass Effect before. Okay, so let's let's meet in the middle. Play Horizon and then play Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> I don't think you know how badly I want to play Near. Yeah. All right. Do me a favor and play it at some point this year. Can you make that promise to me? I'm going to hold you to it. It's got, it's got to happen over the summer. Yeah, you're running out of time. Because once, once fall comes, then there's a lot of game, a, new, a lot of new games to play, and Will has limited time. Uh, I'll tell you what. My summer goal will be to try to play Dragon Age Inquisition and The Witcher 3. You shouldn't do both of them. You should do, uh, do one of them, even if it's you flip a coin. Okay, well, let me flip a coin right now on air. I have a coin flipping app. I don't want to leave this up to chance. I want to leave this up to logic and sound thought. I can get my dreidel and we can score that. I think you're, pro- you're probably the only one that thinks Inquisition is better than The Witcher 3. You really are. Yeah, Riz is, uh, Riz is razzing me in the chat a little bit about that. <laughs> right. <laughs> he says Witcher 3 is the game of a decade type. Dragon Age is game of the year at best. Yeah, I, I liked Dragon Age. I'll, I'll give it that. And yeah, you know, I I'll, felt like I, I even I, liked I'll, it more than some people. I'll concede that point about The Witcher. I'm not going to try and argue that that it's a better game. But for me, it is a Dragon Age Inquisition is a better game. It's just it's such a complete and epic fantasy role playing game. I don't know. I, 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 and it's, the Witcher it's a special, 3 isn't? It's a special game. I, I, I think they're different beasts. I really do. I think there is there are way, there's way more going on in uh, Dragon Age. Uh, one one thing I really like in role playing games is like the home base stuff, and I don't know to what extent The Witcher Three had that, if at it all. Do, it does in the DLC. Okay, uh, but the, like Dragon Age, like that's what you're doing the whole time, building up your home base. You're becoming a king almost. I don't know. It's yeah. Well, the, the 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 yeah, no, I agree with you. The, I mean, the the problem with the Witcher is that he's he's a wanderer, he's a nomad, like he's, he's a boring wanderer. It, they made well, him boring for the third game. I don't know. I don't think he was boring. They made him plain. Will. <laughs> <laughs> they made him vanilla. So if that's what you're looking for, all right. Anyway. Well, here I'll flip my coin right now. Uh, I guess heads will be the Witcher and tails will be Dragon Age. Flip. And it is tails, tails. Dragon so, Age, it is. Dragon Age is. I'll, I'll, I'll agree to that. Go ahead. So I will make it a point, though, for this year. I will try to get through both of them. Yeah, do, I uh, mean, do Dragon Age first, since the, since that's what the coin toss said. You got to go with the coin toss. Yeah, I, I will do my best to get through them, though, so I can. Report. Ask me ask me what the last game I 100%ed was. That does say a lot. 
And I can't believe you 100% of that. I'm pretty sure you hated that game at points, though, while you played it. You are misremembering, as you are wont to do on this podcast. Dan, didn't he slam it a couple times when he was playing through it, and he said he didn't really even know why he bothered to keep playing it sort of thing? That is not what I said. I very specifically I, remember what I what I said, and I'll let Dan try to remember before I... I do feel like there was some criticisms levied towards it. Um, but I, I also do remember him generally liking it better than the Witcher three. So, yeah, I, so, I do seem to remember you had, you had a couple issues with it. Uh, was, was close like, cause it, it was at that time when we were kind of having trouble with the whole checklist of, of things that you have to do on a map. And that's what dragon age is. You know, it's, it's on the map. You have the, the gates you have to close and, I feel like that was one of your complaints about Dragon Age, Corey. Uh, one of my one of my complaints I, I remember was the combat. Yeah. Um, and I don't even remember specifically what. Something along the lines of uh, it was formulaic. Was that formulaic? It? Yeah, and and uninteresting and just too hard. Like it seemed like there were interesting systems there, but it was too hard to track in the flow of battle. Yeah. Uh, what I was doing and why like it seemed like my warrior had roles to play but it was just like just keep mashing the the cooldowns as soon as or the buttons as soon as they cool down uh, but no my, the biggest reaction from me for that game came when Dan and Eric were gushing all over it for game of the year and I was like whoa, whoa, whoa let's pump the brakes a little bit this game has some issues okay and then I, I ended up sounds right 100%ing it like in January after it won game of the year. That's right. Okay. What did did you what did you pick for game of the year that year? Do you remember? Me? Yeah. I don't remember what year was it. That was 14, I think. Yeah, I'm, interested, be, I'm interested to know now. Cuz I remember Eric and Dan picked it or maybe it was 15. It was one of those two. And uh, I think Eric Eric, did, Eric regrets it afterwards, but I still yeah, am glad said that. That, that I ended up picking Dragon Age cuz I did really Wait, like it. That was that was I, Blood was that Bloodborne's year? No, or Dark Souls two, maybe. I didn't pick that for game of the year. Oh, uh, that might have been the year I picked um, <laughs> the game. The name I can't even remember. The <laughs> fantasy role playing at Divinity was that two thousand? Oh, oh okay. yeah. Which I still like more than Dragon Age, but sure. it's different. Okay, Discussion. that might make an appearance on my list a little later. Nice. <laughs> All right, uh, me next? Yep, hit it. Um, Half-Life. I have not played, nor do I even know very little about the Half-Life series. Uh, it's very well thought after. Uh, all the all the internet memes are Half-Life 3 announced, Half-Life 3 rumored. You can't get away from it. I have not played any Half-Life games. I know they... Uh, the original Half-Life came out a long time ago. They've since updated it with the Black Mesa update, which was a fan mod initially, I think, that was made in the Half-Life 2 uh, engine, I guess. Um, but outside of the name and the fact that I know it's a first-person shooter and I know what the the protagonist's face looks like, I know nothing about the series. I don't know what what anything about it at all. So Half-Life, Half-Life 2, and the additional episodes after Half-Life 2. Next That's on a good the list. Good pick, Dan. I actually I put together uh, games that 
in the past I felt like I missed out on and went back and played. And uh, Half-Life 2 is one of them that I yeah. made a concerted effort to go back and try. Yep. But then I got the motion sickness. I played it on the orange box. Uh-huh. I know Eric went back and did he was it Half-Life 2 and he really, really hated it. I don't Probably. remember. Which, yeah, it was one of them, but he did hate it. I think it was Half-Life 2 because I think, yeah. Yeah, he definitely hated it. Okay. Corey. Uh, well, I teased it uh, before we started recording, but I'll throw Crusader Kings 2 out there. Uh, I did try it. And it was at one of those points where I just had no brain power that I was willing to dedicate to learning how to play. Uh-huh. And there is a rather steep learning curve. Uh-huh. Uh, and I don't even think you could say, I don't even think you can say that it's one of those games that's easy to pick up and hard to master. I think it's hard to pick nope. up and oh, yeah. extremely difficult to master. Yeah. The, the tutorial's terrible too. Yeah. And I feel like even like, oh, close to 200 hours in, I was still learning things about the game. Yeah. That, you know, you, you only learn by, by doing, you know, like, tricks and stuff and uh like you'll eventually click on a menu and and click on a, a sub menu and you're like oh i didn't even i had no idea this was here yeah and it's just full of that sort of stuff it's a very rewarding game to to play once you know a lot of it anyway you probably will never know all of it but yeah good stuff yeah and uh now that i'm on my uh english history kick maybe now's the time to try and dive back into it mm-hmm we we did talk we did talk about doing a uh, Dan teaches Crusader Kings two series. Yes, we should have done that a few years ago though. I've probably forgotten a lot about it. I haven't I haven't played it in probably a year and a half, maybe two years. Lost no, all but, your tricks, huh? Uh, probably. Uh, I feel like the first game I ended up sticking a long time with. I was I started off in in Ireland, uh, and united the the Ir- the Irish, and then uh, invaded. Uh, England and Scotland when they were at war with uh, I think it was uh, when when the the Vikings started hitting the hitting the coast and invading so I invaded from the from the west and reforged the empire of Britannia took over some of coastal Europe mostly mostly France I took over some of uh, Scandinavia Norway um, and then that was the game I, I transferred into uh, uh, Europa Europa Universalist too. That's right. Four, four, which was also awesome that you could do that. What's the uh, turnaround on Crusader Kings games? How far are we from Crusader Kings 2? Or they 3? Keep, they keep occasionally putting out DLC for it. I think they had a couple pieces come out this year. Or was it maybe last year? Maybe one early this year. Um, they, te- they tend to add like little expansion packs here and there for, the, for their games for a while. But Crusader Kings 2 came out in like 2011 maybe or 2010. It's been out for a while. Yeah. So, hmm. good stuff though. One of my yeah. favorite strategy games. I can see why. All right, Will. I said it uh, for the last one, but Divinity: Original Sin. I'm pretty sure I promised Corey that I would play this game when uh, he gave it Game of the Year, and I don't think I ever followed up on that. Well, the new one I think is supposed to come out this year. I know it's in early September. access right now. September. Nice. There we go. We'll just play the new one together. You can we can is like the co-op going to be easier than what it, to set up than it was last time? Uh, I don't remember what the issue was last time with the co-op. Did we not try it co-op? I don't remember. I don't think we ever even tried. Oh, well, okay. We'll try for the second one then. 
Yeah. So I can check that off my list. There you go. I wish I did end up playing Divinity when it when it first came out, though. I feel like I would have really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's a great game. It's one I keep wanting to play, too. I think we both promised Corey we'd play it. Yeah. Sorry, Corey. It's in someone's Steam library. I could probably just... I think I own it, I wanted. actually. Yeah, I do own it. Nice. Okay. Next on my list, Silent Hill series. Never played a Silent Hill game. I, I don't. Again, I don't really know what it's about either. I know it's kind of a horror series, and I always get the Resident Evil vibe from it. But outside of that, I don't know what they're about. I don't know. Is it a shooter? Is it? I just know it's a horror game. That's all. Has anyone played Silent Hill? No. Yes. On the oh. old PlayStation demo disc. Oh. Played the demo. You, okay. What was it? Do you know? Silent Hill? Yeah. It's a horror game. No, I know, but... It's like Resident you do? Evil. It's a lot okay, like Resident so I, Evil. Okay, so I wasn't wrong in, in my assumption that it was like Resident Evil. No, the best uh, the best entry in the Silent Hill series is the movie Silent Hill. Okay. In my opinion. I th- I, well, I thought the games were, were well-loved. Or is it like more like a cult following? Um, I couldn't even tell you to be honest with you, Dan. I I think I don't I don't I wouldn't consider it cult. No, I think it says mass appeal. Okay. I think it's been a while though. When was the, when did the last one come out? Well, uh, it's been a while, and I know that they were apparently working. Did they even on do Silent one? Hill too? There's been a couple of them, I think. I want to say there's three or four. Again, that's why I put it on my list, because I really don't know anything about it. I feel like I've heard about 90 of them, but... I want to say there's three or four, and they were working on one, and it got canceled. Was it Konami that was making the Silent Hill games? That they scrapped when they just became a mobile app developer or whatever? Publisher? Yeah, because they were going to do PT. That's what the PT thing was about, right? Yeah. I was about to do Silent Hills, and then it never ended so. up materializing. Yeah, and they were going to have uh, Guillermo del Toro working on it, and uh, and um, Norman Reedus. Yep. Which is cool. But yeah, Silent Hill. Know nothing about it. I'm going to look it up now, though. Corey, what do you got? Oh, boy. How about... Uh, I just took a general note for this one and called it Fighting Games. I think it would be easier for me to list the fighting games I am familiar with, which is like the Mortal Kombat series and Killer Instinct and Tekken. Super and Smash. I guess others. Smash, if you want to throw the Smash in there. Uh, in but there. other than that, I, I don't know. Like, I actually have a couple. Uh, I call them WTF on this list. WTF is Virtua Fighter. Is that even a fighting game? I don't it know was. what that is. It was. I don't, even, I don't know. I don't think they're still around. I don't. I, I've never even. I couldn't even tell you what it looks like. Uh, Virtual Fighter was for Genesis series. That's why we didn't. We didn't have much experience with the Genesis. Um, was it Genesis? They might have come out with one for the Dreamcast. Maybe like the third. What was the thirty-two bit Sega Saturn? Yeah, there was um, the video I have playing right now is uh, Sega Saturn. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I ever played that, though. No. 
I was never super into fighting games. I like Mortal Kombat 2, and that was the only one I played like a lot of. Yeah. Well, even like people talk about Street Fighter. Yeah. Which I'm vaguely familiar with, but I just get them all so mixed up and confused. What's the other bit really popular one? The one with like swords and stuff. Soul Caliber. Soul, Soul Caliber. Cal- yep. I don't know yeah, what Eric, that is. Eric had Soul Caliber four. That was the one with Yoda in it, wasn't it? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds right. I think one of the uh, like the Xbox version had Yoda, and the PlayStation version had Darth Vader. I feel like. Yeah, Soul I remember that. I feel like Ezio was in one of them too. Really? Yes. Ezio Auditore. Here, let me just look that because I don't know. Dead or Alive? I know more about Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball than I do. Well, yeah. Great game. Yeah. (laughs) I was right. He was in one. In one of the Soul Calibers? Five. Oh, I didn't know there was a five. When did that come out? Uh, Soul Caliber five. I feel like... we also need an intern to look all this stuff up. So we Did don't have I, to do it ourselves. 20, 2012. Okay. I'm pretty sure I, I shared my Soul Calibur story on this podcast. You did. Many, many moons ago. But I'll just share it again. Uh, it was in college and one of... It was senior year. So 2000... When did I graduate? 2009? 2009. 2009. Uh, my roommate, I don't know if it was the new game or if it was just a demo or something, had... Soul Calibur on Xbox 360 and he wanted me to play it with him and I told him no I don't like fighting games I suck at fighting games I don't want to play he finally convinced me to do it and I whooped him like five games in a row and I'm like this is awesome I love this game it was so much fun and he was so upset and then he's like oh man you got me and then a little bit later on he asked if I want to play again so of course I'm like hell yeah so we sit down and play and he just wiped the floor with me <laughs> and was dying laughing. And he's like, I took it easy on you. You suck. <laughs> and I just felt so just defeated. Sh- you know? yeah. <laughs> which, maybe maybe one of the most embarrassing moments of my life. Which roommate was this? It was Matt. Oh, yeah. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, that's something you do to your girlfriend that doesn't want to play video games with you, and you talk her into it and then let her beat you. <laughs> yeah, but then you don't you don't come back and whoop her at it. No, you don't. Because that's asking to sleep on the couch for a while. You let the dream live. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Will, next up. Uh, my next one is Shadow of Mordor. Uh, which is another surprising one for me because that's the one that you should play first. I know you guys are all big fans of this game, right? Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Um, it I, is Eric the other one that didn't really play it either. Yeah, Eric no, he really played like it, it, but he didn't like it as much. Gotcha. I just everything about this game seems awesome, like the Nemesis system and the you know actual like climbing mechanic looks pretty good, and like. It's Lord of the Rings, which is, you know, one of the only movies that I ever tout as being amazing. Um, It looks like it's exactly right up my alley. But for whatever reason, I just never sat down to play it. Um, And I've owned it on PS4 and I have it on someone has it on Steam. I do. You should play it on Steam. 
the the frame rate the 60 smooth 60 frames make a huge difference for that game really oh yeah huge difference <sighs> see all these games like i talk about them now i really want to play them that's absolutely one you should play. i would play that before you play dragon age even it's i wouldn't go lot... that far but why it's also enough. half as long yeah good point probably probably less than half it's probably a third as long as as dragon age i'm pretty sure the how long to beat was like maybe 10 at most hours for shadow mortar yeah no it took me 30 something 32 33 i tried to do just about everything i was gonna say Um, you can zip through it pretty quick though yeah it's like shadow you'd be missing out on stuff if you did that it's a quick play though yeah. Regardless of the hours, it, like it'll it, it go goes fast. by quick. All right, how long to beat Shadow of Mordor? It's it's like fifteen. I mean, it plays a lot like uh, Assassin's Creed, but a lot better. Yeah, and uh, this is a lot because, with the control issues because you guys all have issues with Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, but loved this game. So, yeah. well, that's because you can control your guy. And then once you start unlocking all the supernatural abilities, it's just stringing together like these Kills. epic kill chains. It's it's so much fun. It's beautiful. Nothing like killing helpless orcs too. Yeah, uh, and, and and it's <laughs> yeah because you you'll like one of the abilities like you speed up and slow down. And you you know you behead behead an orc and then you you know slay a few others with one. Oh, it's just it's like it's like art with a sword. That's a good way to phrase it, Dan. I was because I was thinking something along those lines. It's it's one of those rare games where the the combat is done so well that everything you're doing is deliberate. You know, yep. you're not really like I was talking about Dragon Age Inquisition before and how you're just like looking at your cooldowns and just mashing them as soon as they're up. Like everything yeah. you do, all your abilities and everything work together so fluidly. Yep. And and it, it inspires you to make art with combat. That's how yep. fun it is to to execute. Yeah. And it's also one of those games, it, it takes a little bit of a page from Breath of the Wild. Well, I guess Breath of the Wild maybe took a page from that game. But it's it's one where you have a lot of different ways you can approach uh, an, an issue, like either uh, assassinating a, an enemy general or something like that. Like, there's a lot of different ways you can do it, which is also fun for if you like that sort of thing. So, huh. yeah, definitely give that. That's I would play that first. No question. So, so far, I have three games that I have to go back and play. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, this one's the easiest, probably. With with, It's relatively short. You could probably play through Blitz through it in like 20, 25 hours. Um, and, and not feel like you missed out on a lot. Okay. And with the new one coming out, a little bit later than expected. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll probably get to. But sure. You know, maybe this is definitely one that I should go back and play. Mm-hmm. At least try it. Put a couple hours in, you know. See what you think. I usually try to beat games if I start them. I don't leave very many unfinished. Get out of that habit. It'll destroy what? you. Don't tell me what to do. Like it destroyed me. It's true. That's why ever... I hate video games now. I was just going to say that. Ever since you try to beat things, it's... you're a monster. I'd like to... <laughs> I'd like to hear uh, myself... Because there's audio evidence of me having these revelations like, oh, this year I'm going to try to beat everything I play. 
And then like after the four in February where I didn't beat everything and I was miserable and destroyed. I don't know. Like to okay. hear the, the, the evolution of that thought. And then last year going to, I'm just going to play things I want to play. Yeah. And to this year being like, Oh, I, I don't play anything. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah. I've played a lot less this year than I have in years past, but Me I mean, it's also cause it's, uh, there's been some really good games that have come out this year, but it's also been lean, I think, for like huge releases. So. Even, even uh, really intriguing indies. Yeah. yeah. I just I feel like there hasn't been I, Hollow Knight would be one I haven't played. I'm waiting for that to come out on the Switch. I mean, I think we've gotten some pretty good AAA games. I just don't think we've. There's not very many. I wouldn't. Agree with that. I I feel like the only trip like big AAA that I ignored was uh, Ghost Recon. Persona. Persona. I didn't ignore that. I just couldn't get it because I don't have a PS4. I don't know. Like we got Breath of the Wild. We got Horizon. Well, I mean, you don't have all the the consoles, so that's right. why. Yeah, it's got to be on PC or Switch for me. People are uh, really really respectful of Near. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's the big one that I feel like I missed from earlier this year. Yeah, I think there's been at least six or seven pretty big AAA games that have come out. Injustice 2. <laughs> Neo. Yeah, Neo. But like I said, Dan is on a PlayStation, so he has missed out on a good good part of them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on, my next game, Kingdom Hearts. Oh, Yeah. I mostly missed out on them because I didn't have a PS2 or PS3. Um, I think the first one came out on PS2. I feel like really it was a really long time ago, but it's always a series I wanted to play because I, I like the mashup of sort of like Final Fantasy type uh, anime characters and Disney. I think that was fantastically interesting. It's just something I never got the opportunity to play, uh, nor will I most likely. I don't, if I don't uh, reinvest in a PS4, which don't worry, Dan, you have until twenty twenty one or whatever. <laughs> well, aren't didn't they just yeah, release right. all the old ones on PS4 recently, or are going to? Is there like a compilation or something? Did yeah, they they're they're. It was the you remember, Eric spent that nibble bit yeah. trying to break <laughs> it down and just confused himself. Yeah, yeah. it's like the two point five remix variation was something and i don't know yeah but yeah no they're they're all re-released or something on playstation 4 i just keep hoping they throw those up on steam come on give me a break here wouldn't be too wouldn't be too bad did i share i've shared this story before of how i played kingdom hearts right i don't think so no i don't think you have all right, I mean, uh, another have. senior year of college story. I took a writing for video games class, and we had group projects in which we had to more or less develop our own video game concept. And uh, my group was the RPG group, and we had to do case studies. And we picked Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, and one of the girls in my group had with her at school a PlayStation 2 and both of those games. So I borrowed them from her and beat both of them in like a long weekend. Nice. Really? I just binge played the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah. I didn't know you played through them. Wow. Yeah. One and two. How how were they? Good. Uh, Not great. 
I I don't think I would put them like as high as most people do. Um, I don't know. I just I think a lot of it comes down to the graphical capabilities of the PlayStation Two. Yeah, because it's it doesn't do a really it does a good enough job. It does as good a job as it can of capturing a Disney universe. Uh, but I really can't wait to see what they do with the newest game when they have the horsepower that can really like make that aspect of the game shine. Yeah. Okay. Next up, Corey. Let's see here. Team Fortress. Team <laughs> Fortress. That could little, be on my list too. I played a little Team Fortress. I played a little too, but that's it. Yeah about all I could stomach, really. And I'm going to just lump that in with all the Counter-Strike games. That <laughs> That's just a mystery to me. It's an enigma. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what keeps people playing, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, I, I guess it's not even fair to say that it passed me by. I just don't get it in either of those games. I, I don't know. It's just me, though. I, I understand that there's something there. I just I don't see it. Was it me who did the 24-hour stream and I played Counter-Strike yes. to like the stream of like 20 people? And basically, if you need to see what Counter-Strike is like, just watch that video because it was just 12-year-olds yelling at each other and then a female voice came on and, of course, everybody went right to that. And it was basically every stereotype for a video gamer that you've ever heard and an hour of Counter-Strike. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> I remember watching that live and just being like, oh my god. I definitely remember you there. Eric was there. A lot of my friends were all in there. I don't know if yeah. Corey watched. I don't think so. I you feel might... like I would remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. It got me through hours of like eight to nine, though. Just one hour of Counter-Strike is a microcosm of all of gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Team Fortress I, I was kind of interested in. Um, I like the idea. It was, you know, people complained about Overwatch and how it was kind of a, I don't know, I don't want to say rip-off or clone of Team Fortress, but Team Fortress is kind of the, you know, the first one that did that sort of hero shooter. Yeah. With hats. Yeah. With hats, yep. Um so I I was I was interested in it, but I just never never got around to playing it. In Counter Strike, I'm I'm with you guys, it's just not not my bag. Yeah. That that it, Corey? For my entire list? No, for Yeah Counter Strike and Team Fortress. I will for that. This is my last two games uh kind of have them lumped together but dark souls and bloodborne mm-hmm. um so i've never been more disinterested in just wanting to play a game series than dark souls um bloodborne has a chance maybe oh, some, someday. Well. i don't get it like yeah it's hard but it just doesn't look that fun to me okay i don't want to see I don't want to has, slog my way through 50 hours of a game and just be annoyed the whole time. And I don't get that little dopamine reward of, oh, I finally beat the hard boss. Like, no, I just want to kill things, and that's all I want to do. Now you're being rude. 
We can have a civil conversation about Dark Souls without you insulting the yeah, Dark the Souls ba- community. The bad guys don't go down as easily as they do in uh, Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, well, and, and it's like it doesn't even need <laughs> to be that. Easy. It doesn't need to be that easy, but like I just don't care enough to waste that much time. You get stuck, God knows not... how many times, and then you should start with Dark Souls three. No. The, uh, so uh, <laughs> we have to address this. Yeah, I, it's, I, I, and I haven't. I don't have a, a compelling argument at this point. I haven't put it into words yet. But I was watching uh, Sophie's brother play Dark Souls three, and I realized in watching him that I could have sat there all day and just watched him play. That's how much I was enjoying just watching. And I think a lot of that comes down to the world design. Just how neat all the architecture is and the monster design and everything. It's just, it's so beautiful to look at. And yeah. everything just kind of flows together in this like awesome fantasy world. Yeah, like that's cool. But the world design isn't going to make me want to play it because I don't like having to play the game it's more of a chore than enjoyment yeah i i i always wondered about that because and i never i never that's the big complaint with with a lot of those games is you know especially people that uh like Corey said really enjoy the the art style and stuff but don't want to put the time in to get better you know they're the ones that complain that they want uh an easy mode or whatever and Um, eric said like kind of echoes that same sort of sentiment like he just doesn't want to to have the chore of trying to play through like the third one and yeah. like i recognize that like it's a great series and sorry it's beloved by everybody but like i just have literally zero interest in investing any time into it if one of these games does get played it's going to be bloodborne uh-huh. yeah i never i mean i never looked at it as a chore yeah um i just always enjoyed it everything so much and the combat was so tight and i i could i could see if I never thought that anything was like unfair, you know, yeah. you got killed because you were unprepared, careless, or uh, you didn't just, you just didn't know what was, what was coming. You know, like if you came across a new bad guy, you didn't know his attacks and stuff like, like the ones it. that just like look innocent and then you go up to it and it just like sucks your brains out and you're like, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But like, there was that one thing where Corey got to that boss and got stuck and couldn't beat it and hasn't beaten. The, have you beaten the second Dark Souls yet? That was from that was in the first one. First Orange one. Dean and Smaug. I can't. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I can't remember if I went back and played through. I think I did because I used the walkthrough. Uh, but I, I can't. I really can't remember. Blake. And it's it's not even that I was stuck. It's just that. I had played it so much at that point and I just kind of gave up on it, you know, like I could have, I could have just left the place that I was and leveled up and gotten better items and stuff. But I just, my own stubbornness, uh, I refused to do that. Yeah. But then you're grinding for how many hours just to beat one little section of the game. But it was inefficient grinding, I guess would be the way to, it was lazy grinding. It's like, well, I'll just stay here and keep leveling up, but that's not what I needed to do. I needed to back out, go get some stuff, you know? I could have been much more tactical about it. Uh, uh, you played it like after the initial wave of people playing it too, because a lot of what 
makes the Dark Souls games interesting is being able to summon help or, you know, summon mm. people that are going to come stab you. I I played looking. it pretty pretty well in time with when it released cuz I mean oh, I pl- at least played it the year it came out because it was my game of the year that year. Right. Yeah, I mean, did you try summoning help? Yeah. I know it's I different. In the, it's different in the I first. Can, yeah. Game. I can't remember what happened. I think in the first game, like you need a, a certain item or you can't be hollowed or something. And I was, and that's another instance of, oh, well, I could have backed out, gone to a different area, gotten the items I needed, gotten the status I needed. So I then could have gone back and summoned help. Yeah. I don't, but I don't remember how it played to, out. To be, fa- to be fair, we've always said that Will would be the least like, like least likely uh, out of all of us to like the Souls games and or Bloodborne. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird because games like Breath of the Wild when you first start are really difficult and I enjoyed that so much, but like I just like I don't know, I just don't It's not care the difficulty and... isn't the appeal though. It's it's not like uh, oh you have to like difficulty to enjoy it. That's not I'm pretty what it's sure about. Well, I'm pretty sure a ton of people really enjoy it cuz it is difficult. That's definitely something that I've seen by a lot of people. It's more like overcoming the challenge than it being just difficult, I think. And for me. everyday life is hard. Like, I don't want to <laughs> go into my video game and get thromped for four hours. And then and that's that's why I said play Dark Souls 3, because very rarely did I experience the slowdown and frustration typical of Dark Souls yeah. in Dark Souls 3. Help was always readily available. Like they make it really easy for you to summon people. Uh, I I pretty much cruise through that game, you know. I feel like I even soloed most of the bosses in Dark Souls Three, whereas in Two, I only had like maybe two or three bosses that I could solo, and and the rest of them I had to summon help. Keep yeah. in mind, you guys are the savvy vets of the of the game, like the series. Like I'd be jumping in. Really, have only played like maybe the first hour or two of the first game. Listen, Will, I can't convince you to play it. If if you have no interest, then so be it. All I'm saying is you're missing out on a great series. I really, like I said, like you can convince me with The Witcher 3, Dragon Age, <laughs> Shadow <laughs> of Mordor, but Bloodborne, yes, but the Dark Souls, just, I, I can't. And I don't know what it is about Bloodborne that makes me more interested in it, but I think it's because it's faster paced. Only by a little bit, though. They're just beautiful games. Just beautiful. Snooze fest. It's, uh, the sounds and the sights and the everything. The animations. I've also been known to hate something that's really popular, and that's... Out of spite. Yeah, it's out of spite, probably, <laughs> is why I don't want to play it. Whatever. <laughs> I'm over it. Sorry, Corey. I don't need your validation. Well, for once, me and Corey agree on something, and Will doesn't. So it's a nice change of pace one. from the Will Dan Corey versus Corey Eric dynamic that's been yeah. the last year and a half. It's not as pronounced as you guys say it is. It really is. It's really not. Dan and I agreed on Shadow of Mordor earlier. True. Yeah, that's but just in this episode. I can go over a plethora of things that we've argued about over this last year <laughs> that you and Eric were more on the same side of than me and Dan. I just tend to side with the underdog. 
It's just like, oh, Will and Dan don't care about Rocket League, but Eric and Corey just love it. Eric and well, Corey don't like Breath of the Wild as much as Will and Dan and don't think it deserves to be in their top 10 games. I don't think that's crazy to say it doesn't deserve to be in my top 10 games. No, in well, mine you and said it didn't, Yeah, you said it didn't oh. deserve to be in mine. How dare you? Uh, well, with the company and games I'm, you had in there, I did. And now I'm super <laughs> awfully, angry. Awfully presumptuous of you, Corey. It's your list, man. I know. You can do whatever you want. You don't have to listen to me. I didn't. Okay, moving on. Uh, my last game I have on the list is Shadow of the Colossus. Um, I could probably put a number of PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 games on there. I never had those systems. Uh, only played a little bit of the, the PS2 even. Almost no PS3. Um, it's a game I've always wanted to play. I know it's it, in Tito's. Is this number one or it's up there in his top five, top ten list? Uh, might be number two. I don't know. Um, but it's all a very well thought of game. You played Shadow of the Colossus, right, Corey? No, I didn't. No? I think Eric, Eric played a little of it. I played Eco. Oh, Eco. Okay. I get those two games confused. Yeah. But yeah, that's my list. I saw some recent gameplay of Shadow of the Colossus, like because I had never seen it either. I think when that game came out, yeah, it would be crazy. But like looking at it now, I don't think I could have forced my way through it. Sure. Like playing it now. Yeah. 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 It, that's a weird time for games to hold up, you know. Yep. Just getting into the like sort of 3D stuff. That's why I say Final Fantasy 7 doesn't hold up as well as Final Fantasy 6. Nope. I feel like the, the pixel art style will probably always hold up in that early low poly, you know, low polygon count artwork. Yeah. So but, okay. Corey, what do you got next? Um, uh, Metal Gear I put on my list, even though I know I played Metal Gear Solid. Uh, four, four and five. Phantom Pain. Yeah, yep. it's five. Yeah, yep. and four is what's four called? Guns of the Patriots or something like Guns that. Guns of the Patriots. Yeah, uh, and I loved all three of those games, but I've just missed out on the ones in between. So yeah. that's yeah. why that's on my list. You never but, played any of the earlier ones? I played I Metal played, Gear Solid one and two. The one on PlayStation. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid, first one. Okay, yeah. I played and that. The one. second one was on on PlayStation, also. Yeah, I did not play the ones before or in between. So I should though, because I really like them. I don't know if they're worth going back to, but uh, also I have Resident Evil on here. I just played one, maybe two Resident Evils, and like the demo for the one that was really terrible. Six. Six was that last year or two years ago? Yeah, and uh, they're, they're going a little too action titley. I played the demo and right away I was like, "Oh boy, this game is bad." And when it came out, it was bad. It was bad. So there's that. I also listed just old arcade games. A lot of the old arcade games people talk about, I'm just not familiar with. Uh, even the like common ones, like the Galagas and the Space Invaders and stuff like that. Like I have a hard time differentiating all of those. Yeah, I was never much into arcades and arcade games. I preferred to play video games. This is, may come as a shocker, but I've preferred to play video games by myself in the privacy of my own home. 
Well, we didn't have the quarters back in the day either. <laughs> Not just that, but like uh, one time I went to, you remember Aladdin's Castle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I went, I went with my friend Graham and I started playing one a fighting game and someone saddled up, sallied up next to me uh, and was playing against me, you know, kicking my butt, talking trash. And I had never, uh, he's like, I bet this is your first, what is this, your first time playing this game? I'm like, yeah, I've never, I just never into that sort of thing. It's like, just leave me alone. Douchebag. I also have Mega Man on here. Never played a Mega Man. Same. Feel embarrassed to admit that. To be honest, (laughs) I blocked it out. Yeah? I didn't even think about that as a thing, but I've never played one either. Yeah. And then Prince of Persia. People oh, yep. respect the people respect the Prince of Persia series quite a bit, and I I don't think I think I played a little bit of the GameCube one. Is that the cell shaded one? I can't. I'm not even sure. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. See, I don't know. And then Quake. I don't even know what what's Quake. I know it's a shooter, but I just yeah. I don't know. Unreal, Unreal Tournament. That was more our speed. Yeah. Well, that we just happened to have that one. Yeah. Where did we even get that? I don't. I don't. I don't think I bought it. Did you borrow it from a friend, Corey? Pete. No. No, this is before I knew Pete. <laughs> um, I I remember going to my friend Joey's house and having like Unreal Tournament land parties early. Okay. Like. Back in the day, because his dad worked for uh, Lockheed, or still does work for Lockheed Martin, so and he was like an IT guy, so he uh-huh. would set up these LAN parties for us. Nice with with old school uh, desktop computers and boy, yeah, so days. maybe it came from him because mm-hmm. I, I just know I never bought it, and I'm sure you didn't buy it. It could have been, yeah, I don't know, because you were you were still children. I was just a boy. Okay. I played that game when I was like five years old. Yeah, Will was headshotting homies before he could talk. <laughs> yeah, mom and dad made you turn the gore off. Did they actually do that? They said it, and it never happened. Uh, now look I at mean, me. Gore, you use air quotes, you know. It's yeah, just your body part exploded. Your head to exploded. Be, yeah. To be honest, you couldn't even tell it was the head. It was just some like terribly chunks yeah. graphicked body part. It uh-huh. was a cube. Yeah. All right, Will, what else you got? That's That was my last ones, Dark Souls and Bloodborne. Oh, perfect. We all kind of ended at the same time. Uh, shall we get into Nibble Bits? Can we take sure. a quick break, actually? Yeah. I have to do something. I forgot that I had to do. Okay, we'll take a quick break and be right back with Nibble Bits in our weeks in just a moment. Welcome back, everybody. 307 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now... In nibble bits. I'll go first since I only have one. I tweeted out, uh, I guess, late last week. It's that, and you might have heard this, Corey. uh, Game of Thrones Season 8. Not likely to come out until 2019. Those bastards. I know. You know why? Why? Because they have to release their spinoff in 2018. Oh, do you think they're going to do that? Oh, they're definitely doing it. Well, I know they're doing a spinoff or multiple spinoffs, but I, I didn't know that that was, would be the reason why. Sure. Mm, I don't know. I don't like that. I want I want I want next year to be the finale of the series. Yeah, it's like 
ugh, it's an too extra long. Year? Like, who knows if I'll even be around in 2019? That was know? my that was my very first thought. <laughs> I might not still be alive. Who knows what's going to happen? <laughs> exactly. I need to see the see the end. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, I don't I don't know that that was confirmed, but they said that they wanted to take a year and a half to film, and I th- I mean, it has to do with seasons too. Uh, because most, you know, obviously winter has come in, in Westeros. So indeed that, that plays a huge factor. So I don't know if that has something to do with the, the filming schedule and stuff. So frustrating, but I hope you're right, Corey, though. I hope they do one of the spinoffs for 2018. I'm sure they will. That would, that would be okay. Just okay. Yeah, I'm sure they and will. That's my nibble bits. Will. What do you got? I got a couple. Um, first one is Hellblade got a release date. Oh, did it really? Yeah, August 8th. Oh, It'll be coming okay. to um, PC and PS4. Uh, the full name is Hellblade's uh, Senua's Sacrifice. Sacrifice. Yep. Which I did not know that, actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, looking forward to this game. It's made by Ninja Theory, who did the DMC that I loved and Corey shockingly really liked to do. For which game? Uh, DMC. Oh, yeah. 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 Devil May Cry. That game's dope. I'm really interested with the premise, too. Yeah, dealing with mental illness and stuff like that. Yeah, for a Celtic Celtic warrior. Yeah. Uh, Corey, you didn't do anything about the Pokemon Direct, did you? No. No? Uh, so, Nintendo ran its own Pokemon Direct today? Or two days ago? Yesterday? I think it was yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Um, it was like eight minutes long, and they announced that Pokemon Tournament is getting a re-release on the Nintendo Switch uh, with all the DLC and so on and so forth, uh, which kind of piques my interest because now I actually, if I you know have funds, I would actually get it because um, I love my Switch. On top of that, they announced Pokemon Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon coming at the end of this year, which I didn't. I was surprised to see this, to be quite honest. Um, basically, it's going to have an alternate story with new Pokemon. And it's arriving November 17th and uh, 2017th globally. Uh, and the were, sun, su- were Sun and Moon the most recent ones? Yeah, it came out last year. Oh. It's kind of a weird move because it's not coming out on Switch or anything like that. It's, you know, 3DS. Um... I was actually a little surprised, and the way that they announced it was like it was like they did of the eight minute of the direct, they did six of it on the Pokemon tournament game, yeah. and then they're like, oh, by the way, Ultra Moon and Ultra Sun. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see like what's different with this, like if those rumored Pokemon from Pokemon Stars, uh, which was the big rumor for the third game, are like they're gonna have new Pokemon or new Alolan versions of Pokemon, like interested to see what what happens with this because i think yeah. it's a very weird move a lot of people were really upset uh cry me a river i guess i don't know <laughs> yeah what like whatever um i think most people were upset that they didn't get a switch pokemon which thinking about it like probably next year would be the time that we end up getting it yeah they've got a lot of stuff coming out this year so so they can, they can wait till next year yeah, I don't. I'm interested to see what they do with this and like why they wanted to release this, like sequels to the games that they released last year. Yeah. Uh, and also, Pokemon Gold and Silver will hit the 3DS Virtual Console this year too. So you'll be able to play those games. 
And my last one is actually a very interesting story, and I'm going to do a real bad job explaining this because I only read the article once, and it was right before we recorded, but it was about the Mass Effect Andromeda uh, five-year development cycle uh, Mm. and how just really turbulent it was. They said 2013 and 2014 were polar opposites for years. Like, 2013, they came up with this, like, grand scheme for the game, uh, and like we're really excited to do it and like what the article kept saying was that they had the idea of basically No Man's Sky before No Man's Sky was actually a thing. Um, they were going to have like you taking off in a ship, flying around, exploring procedurally generated worlds and so on and so forth. Um, <laughs> but in 2014 they realized how hard that was going to be. Um, to like be able to make a like a good story and have good combat and all that stuff around it. Um, and one of the issues was that Mass Effect was normally made by uh, Edmonton, uh, Bioware Edmonton was the main studio that did it, uh, and Montreal ended up doing the DLCs for Mass Effect Two, like the. I forgot which one they uh, cited that they did, but they did did some DLCs. But for whatever reason, they switched studios. Um, and that caused rifts within the Bioware uh, development because once things started going horribly wrong, the Edmonton people were upset that Montreal ended up getting it and felt like they needed to intervene to save it on top of Montreal thinking that Edmonton was coming in and ruining it. Mm-hmm. So like the politics of that kind of split the company up. And they said Frostbite, um, while it's an engine that does what it does very well, does not handle RPGs very well. Okay. Um, they had a they had a real hard time implementing basic things like like quick save and all oh. those those features and they I guess it was detailed in Inquisition that they had a really hard time developing an RPG for that and then for uh, Andromeda it was even worse they couldn't do basic RPG elements they said like the things that it does it does very well they equated it to like a sports car like it excels amazingly at like one thing. But when it doesn't do another thing, it does not handle it very well. Yeah, it's not versatile. It's it's meant to look pretty, probably, and, and be a shooter. Yep. And that was the, the issues that they had. Um, so, and, like, most of the development that they ended up doing was within the last 18 months. Wow. So, like, the writing was all from 18 months. Their uh, animation team was understaffed really horribly. Uh, and when people left, they didn't even fill those positions. So they didn't have the manpower or the time to work out the the animations that everybody was so quick to jump on them for. Um, it was actually kind of depressing reading it because like they were so excited to do this game and then it went horribly horribly wrong along the way. Huh. And they had that's, no that's help. Interesting. They had no help from EA, so sort of thing either. Like. Yeah, it was like nope, coming out at this time. So they like really had to. They said it was the worst. Uh, development crunch that they've ever had, yeah. and they're t- and they're talking about even like the past Mass Effect games, like this one was horrible to make. So and then people complain about like everything, the most ridiculous aspects of the game to and complain I, about. Like reading about reading this article, I kind of hope it makes the people who felt the need to put this game on blast for the stupid stuff like. Oh, like this is why everything the way that it is. And when EA put out um, the early beta version, because I guess when developers are gonna put games out, they give um, segments of reviewers like 
their game to play it, like test it, and then they pick like what they what they have like those strengths and weaknesses of the game, and they say where it's going to land on the Metacritic scale. Um, and I guess they said the Metacritic scale will land them an eighty, and EA is like, oh, fine, perfect. Um, <laughs> and, it ended, and it ended up not getting, ended up getting a seventy on PS4. Hmm. Um, and EA was really mad about that, so they shelved Mass Effect completely for the time being. Uh, and moved around a lot of the developers to different studios too. So it's a really good read. It's on Kotaku. I recommend by everybody who is a Mass Effect fan or just a game fan to read it. Just just kind of get a, a look Behind at the scenes, kinda, yeah. Yeah, and it's by Jason Schreier. He did some okay. um, some digging, talking to people. And oh, result- wait, nice. you mean there's there's video game uh, journalists that are actually doing like <laughs> some journalism? I know. Go it's figure. It's hard to believe. Yeah, it's crazy. I kind of think the the way of the world is leaving journalism and going to this hot takery, like loudmouth stance. Oh, you definitely. know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's how sports are going. Like video game. Like oh, they do a meme article instead of like learning about the development of a game like this. Yeah, and I, well, the sad part is, is that's what people react to that's what people are reading that's what people are sharing you know it's just yep it's it's really nobody's fault but the consumers yep i mean i can't get mad at somebody for doing what sells yeah exactly i mean if the if if the consumer wanted uh you know more jason schreier think pieces about the development of a video game and the relationship between a publisher and a game developer then but sadly, that's not what people really want. Some people do. Yeah. Like, I, as I said, like, you two would really enjoy reading. Oh, I'm definitely reading it. When we get done, I'm going to sit down and read the article. It's very long, and, like, I'm one to just never read long articles because I just don't have the attention span. And my reading ability is awful. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I was just like, meh. But, like, once I started it, and I was like, oh, wow, this is actually super interesting. They basically had come up with No Man's Sky before Hello Games did, wow. I guess. So Cool. And a lot of the people who talked, and I guess he talked to like 12 people on the team, uh, they all wanted to remain anonymous because they oh, yeah. were told that they can't talk about the development of the game because of everything. That stinks, too. And uh, like the article said like people who are looking for the Andromeda 2, like... Meh. I don't know. So Jason Schreier doing all he can to get blacklisted. He, <laughs> he really does. And well, what? I mean, Kotaku in general is is not well received. Yeah, not well received on the on the biz. Well, even on the really on the consumer side too. Like, there's a lot of uh, what's there's like a whole subreddit dedicated to like hating Kotaku. Yeah, it, it's funny. So, some some of that is deserved, I think. Some of their stuff is is clickbaity, but yeah, like there's a, there's also some some really good good things there too, like you like you said. Well, some of the writers on Kotaku are terrible, but uh, I Ooh. got. I'm not gonna get into it. I think they have the best squad. I I do personally, but I think one. I think a lot of the people who it's not as bad as Polygon, but they write a lot of articles to bait certain reactions from people and it really bothers me. That's why I use Destructoid. Hmm. I'm not going to get into it on podcast because it's a, 
a symptom of another issue. But yeah. uh, I actually the reason that I found this was because on Destructoid they said, "Hey, read Kotaku's article." And the top comment is, "I know we make a lot of jokes about Kotaku, but that was a solid piece of writing." So that kind of yeah. goes to everybody picking on Kotaku for whatever reason. That's yeah. different nibble bits for me, by the way, too. Good stuff. I'm I'm absolutely gonna read that when we finish. Can't wait. Text me I, a want, link I wanted so I, I wanted to before. I wanted to before, but I just didn't get the opportunity. Go ahead, Corey. What do you got? Oh, uh, nothing. Nothing. I tweeted okay. nothing yet again. Okay. I actually uh, I'm on the gamer news subreddit right now. Uh, Cliff Blazinski apparently said three days ago that Lawbreakers will be thirty dollars. Really? No paid, no paid DLC, no pay to win bullshit. I keep my word, folks. Love all of you. I thought it was going to be thirty dollars on consoles and free to play. Thirty dollars, Dan. I don't know. Okay. Nintendo Switch Online paid service pushed back to twenty eighteen. Did we talk about that no. last week? Yeah, that was breaking news at the end of last week's episode. Gotcha. And uh, Shadow of War launches October tenth. Yeah, that that's a new new development, I think. Okay. That of late August, I think it was initially supposed to come out. All right, how's your week, Corey? How was my week? It was good. Uh, I don't actually think I really have anything to talk about. Um, I, oh, I also played some Civilization this weekend. I can talk about Civ Six. That is. Um. Yeah, nothing. Oh, I went and saw Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh-huh. And it was really cool. Not as good as the first as uh as far as cinema goes. It's not as good as the first movie, but they do a lot of cool like fun uh spectacle things, lights yeah. and sounds and imagery and stuff. The credits, the end credits are awesome. It's almost like an old uh 60s comic book like retro futurist. Yeah, really cool style. Huh. I really appreciated. But do you think it's possible for those types of movies for the second one to be even as good as the first one? Because I felt that way about a lot of the early superhero movies. Like I, the first Iron Man was really good, and then after that, it was not. Uh, same thing with Transformers. The first Transformers was really good. After that, not so much. I'm trying to think of, I'm sure there's an example out there where the second one is better. I can't think of one. Yeah. But I also don't really like comic book movies. I'm not into the whole scene. Yeah. Uh, I think I said a few weeks ago, like the ones I like the most are the ones I know nothing about. So I knew nothing yeah. about Deadpool going into Deadpool and I actually yeah. really like Deadpool. Same with Doctor Strange. Uh, uh-huh. I knew nothing about Doctor Strange going into that. And I really liked that movie. Guardians of the Galaxy. I knew nothing about. I did see the first one. Um, but when I saw the first one, I knew nothing about it and really enjoyed it. Uh, and I really enjoyed the second one. So, okay. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you, Dan. Gotcha. That's fine. But, uh, other than that, slowly like reclaiming my life. Um, I feel like, I feel like I've just been going a hundred miles per hour for like two months. And finally now I feel like things are kind of calming down a little bit and I'm finding time to do things I enjoy. Um, but yeah, not not much else to say. Okay. What about you, Will? To be honest with you, no, nah, I really have nothing to talk about for my week. I've just been plugging away at some video games, watching Shameless, and that's about it. Nice. 
Um, I don't have too awful much to talk about either. Uh, playoff hockey, obviously, still for me. Uh, Predators tied up the series after two big wins at home. Back to Pittsburgh for tomorrow night's game. So that's a big one. They got it. I hope so. They've, I mean, they've played really well the entire series except for short spurts where Pittsburgh got the better of them. So, actually, I, game four was Pittsburgh's best game. That they I was played all series. I was going to say, somebody made a good point about that. They said, did Pittsburgh actually play a good game, or were they just so outmatched the other three games that the one time they showed a little something, people were like, oh, they played pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, that's where it lies more than that they played yeah. all well. Sure. Could very well be. Um, so, yeah, that's that's exciting. It's it's nice to see uh, Nashville get its its due, get its mm-hmm. attention. Um because, you know, the, the crowd has been into it for a while, for a long while. Um, you know, the, the team has been good for a while. It's just uh, finally everything kind of came together this year. It's it's nice to see. Uh, they're, they're definitely but, winning in the cup, though, Dan. I really think they are. Me too. So. What's your reaction going to be, Dan? Tears? No, I don't think so. Uh, celebration <laughs> i mean what do you uh, you'll cry, it, it, cry. it's probably uh it's probably once in a lifetime for the predators for you yeah i don't know just, just saying <laughs> what, what, let's be honest what's here to, why no i think they're in good they're shape they're gonna have but... the exact same team next year pretty much yeah minus a player it's, or two it's it's lightning in a bottle my friend i don't know i really think you're off base on that one but <laughs> Unless you're, uh, unless you're Chicago, Toronto, Detroit, you know the the usuals. Once in a lifetime, maybe, maybe not. Dan, you'll be happy to know Jeff Merrick said you're in pretty good shape to repeat next year if you end up winning. So, yeah. Well, like no. I said, it's not gonna be that that much different. Becca will party right. too hard this summer. Hey, you see Soros waiting, waiting in the wings. Yeah, he played is really he well be, this year. Is he oh, gonna yeah. be as good? Yeah, he, his save percentage was unreal this year. And his stats were way better than Rene's. Interesting. I guess he's he was supposed to be. He's the next up and coming goalie for him. Yeah, but it's it's been fun to watch. Uh, Corey, don't hate on the Predators. We're Ranger fans, and our team is way way worse than Nashville. I'm not hating on the Predators. I'm not insulting them. I'm just saying it, saying it like it is. I would trade my left leg to have the Predators roster for the Rangers. Was funny when uh, when the trade rumors for Shea Weber for um, going to Philadelphia were were floating around, and it was a couple years ago. And I'm like, ah, I don't think I would take the Flyers' entire roster for Shea Weber. You know. The only good player you're getting out of there is Claude Giroux. Yep. It was a few years ago now, but and he's a punk. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Simmons is good too. But after but that, like, yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't have a lot going on. We're redoing the bathroom over the weekend, so that should be fun. Pulling the oh, toilet. Oh, just, just redoing the, the bathroom over the weekend, just huh? Just redoing the bathroom. Yeah. Just it's a been. Task. It, <laughs> It shouldn't be too bad. It's it's been long overdue. I've been wanting to do it for a few years now, and 
Now, when you do uh, your home projects, do you and the wife work together on them, or is it just you kind of doing mostly the whole thing? Me. Mostly okay. me. Uh, whenever, whenever me and Sophie try to do a home project, um, I always insist she helps. Uh-huh. But I don't know why I do that because we just end up like just like mom <laughs> and dad, just you know, just going. Yeah, at yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, in our situation, like you know, we've got four kids, so if I'm working on a house project all day, she's yeah. working for the kids. Fair trade. So, um, uh, painting we do we do together uh, at night after everyone goes to bed. So that's probably when that'll happen. Like Saturday, Friday night or Saturday night was when all the the painting will take place. Luckily, it's it's a small room. It's not like painting was down here. We can't hang a photo without wanting to destroy each other. Really, <laughs> we we tend to agree on everything. Luckily, so it's uh it's it's and I I totally acknowledge that it's all me because I'm super impatient oh, and okay. I just want to do it and get it done. Uh-huh. But there's a right way to do things which is what she usually wants to do. Okay. So then I, I have a work beer and that makes, <laughs> that makes everything all better. I've been dying for beer. It's been too long since I've had beer and even longer since I've had a good, uh, since I've gotten good and schnockered. Probably since Chris's wedding was the last time I was good and schnockered. That's too long. That is a long uh, time. Yeah. I, I was good and schnockered. Two weekends ago. Nice. Tied one on. Yeah. Ripping the old beer funnel. <laughs> 30 years old. I was going to say, you'd think at 30 years old that would stop, but no. <laughs> if, I was given, if someone handed me a funnel and a beer, it would be gone in, in a half a second. You know? You, know who's, you know who's taking the Meredith name from Allison? Corey. Corey. He, I mean, neither of us really drink that much, me and Allison. I feel like whenever I get on Snapchat at night and I look at Sophie's stories, it's you just being drunk. I, I, you can, I mean, you can ask her how often I drink, and it's extremely rare. <laughs> the only time I'll drink is if we're hanging out with like friends, which is super rare, you know? Sure. Sure. Bef- before this, before two weekends ago, like it had been months since I was drunk last. Yeah. Cause there's a difference between having a few beers and being drunk too. Yeah. And I just don't, I mean, I think feel like most people that age can relate to this. Like I'd rather, you know, wake up on a Saturday morning and feel good and get stuff done and yep. Be happy and comfortable yeah. rather than foggy and miserable, low grade fever all day, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Even if I have like three or four beers and go to sleep, I still wake up in the morning and just don't feel right, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that comes from being out of practice, but I don't intend on getting into practice at this point. Right. So. It's more like like the occasion inspires the drinking rather than the drinking inspiring the occasion kind of thing. Yep. You know. Abs- absolutely. Definitely. Um. So that's it. Let's get into what we played. I'll go first again. I only played Mario Kart. I played a lot of Mario Kart. One thing I wanted to clarify, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago, is uh, I had mentioned that I hadn't seen a 200cc races come up in, in online multiplayer. Uh, I spoke too soon. Uh, it, it, I did speak too soon. It has since I've done a few races at 200cc. 
And man, does it suck. <laughs> I shouldn't say it sucks because, you know, I feel like it's easier against player controlled people than it is against computer controlled racers uh, because, you know, the computer cheats, obviously. So if you screw up and get hit by a shell or whatever in 200 CC race, you're not guaranteed to lose like you are uh, when you're playing online, like you are when you're playing single player 200 CC. So, um, but yeah, I'm starting, starting to get up there where I'm uh, not finishing first all that often Mm. and really having to test my, my Mario Kart skills because everyone I'm racing is quite a bit better than me. So, but it's more fun that way, I think. So that's all I played. Will, what do you got? I beat Breath of the Wild. Hey. hey congrats, Will. Well done. You did it. Dan, I think I'm going to tell you this, because I think I told Corey this already. This might go down as my favorite game ever. Uh-huh. Um, every minute of that game, I just loved it to death. And the only reason why I ended up beating it was because... I was laying there in bed playing it for a bit, and I'm like, oh, yeah, the memories. Like, I forgot all about that part of the game. Uh-huh. So, you know, I went around and collected all of them in order to, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. I did get a little help with some of them from mm-hmm. from the Internet, but, you know, that's that's all right. Uh, and towards the last memory that you get, I was like, oh, my God, I have to go kill Ganon. Like, yeah. I felt that, like, all right, it's time to go kill Ganon and take back this uh, this world. And that I just, everything about that game I loved and like the uh, we live in a time when games do the constant map markers telling you what to do where to go and this game doesn't do that at all the only thing that it does is like shrines for waypoints like that's about it for like fast traveling um and, like, even the quest markers to tell you where to go are very vague and sometimes just lead you back to the guy where you got the quest from and you have to kind of figure it out on your own. Yeah. And that is so much better than seeing 700 icons on a map. I'm 100% with you on that. Good it, point. And, like... Instead of uh, chasing waypoints on your mini-map, you can focus on the beauty of the world around you. And that's where this game excels, the the world. And, like, yeah, like, some people say it might be empty, but, like, doing the exploring, you find so much stuff along the way. Like, like as I talked about, I think, two weeks ago, some of the shrines are super interesting to do them. And I'm not even talking, like, I thought it was just, like, you go into them and had to figure out a puzzle. Like, no, like, you have to do, like, crazy side stuff to even get access to the shrine. Like... Mm-hmm you know, getting the dragon scales or going through that dark island or that dark area or the island where you have no equipment. Like, a lot of that stuff is really well done. And most of that I just discovered from walking around a little bit and looking through the world. And Did you do the I, wind puzzle? I did do the wind puzzle. That was cool. Like, yeah, like, a lot of that stuff. And it works so well. The game, like, the physics are amazing for the game. And, like, I don't know something it just it was an amazing game and i'm actually kind of worried to see like what the next one's going to be like because i don't know how, it's almost they, like how can, how can you top that exactly and like when i see the review that like uh jim sterling gave it it blows my mind that he gave it that low of a, a grade and like usually i'm like yeah like people can review it for whatever they want because it doesn't really matter that much to me but i'm just like seven out of ten like i don't get that 
Yeah. Because, like, I really honestly do think this is one of the best games that have come out recently. Do we know why he gave it? Sorry, why he gave it a 7 out of 10? I read it. Some of the stuff was he felt like the stamina was a barrier, but, like, you can just increase that. Like, I didn't think that was a really valid excuse. Hmm. No, that doesn't seem valid to me either because it's... I never viewed it as a barrier. I just, like, it's just part of your development as a character as increasing the stamina, you know, like... yeah. Like these RPGs all have character improving stuff. Like why all of a sudden is that an issue? I know he didn't like the weapon durability, which I was on board with until I got later into the game when I just kind of had hundreds of good weapons at my disposal at a certain point. That didn't really matter to me anymore. And like I got ended up getting the master sword. So like I was like, whatever, it didn't matter. And I ended up getting the divine beast powers. So like that kind of becomes not much of an issue late into the game. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like, and there's things in that game that I definitely I only put 50 hours into it and like I want to find all of the shrines like I want to upgrade my character more like I didn't I hardly cooked even in that game like it messed around with elixirs and recipes and stuff like there is so much more to that game that I, I didn't do a very good job with the compendium taking pictures of the 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 blight ganons and stuff like that and i forgot to do a lot of that so like that's more stuff i could have been doing and i find a lot of it just really interesting yeah what did you think of the last boss battle i had a hard time i thought it was easy because like if you do the divine beast like you kind of get a little yeah, you get a boost you get, you get a boost which was kind of cool uh, i like how they introduced that but the yeah. one where he becomes invincible yeah I had a hard, hard time figuring out what to do for that, but I ended up figuring out two ways that I could do damage to him. Yeah. So. And then, then, then the second part of that battle is just amazing. Yeah, riding around with the, the bow. Really, yeah, don't don't That's, get too into it, but it, I forget. It, it's reminiscent of when you first assault the the divine beasts before you actually like land on them. Yep. I just thought there was those were like amazing action sequences. Yeah, I like I actually wrote down in my because uh, like we want to do the award for top game moments. Yeah, I actually have uh, storming uh, Van Moda, uh-huh. the the flying divine beast in Rito Village yeah. as one of my top moments because like it was so cool to do like and like doing the the la- the second part of the Ganon fight is up there, too. Like they were so cool. Yeah. And like <sighs> It might like a lot of the time, and I talked about this with Final Fantasy 15. Doing a boss fight doesn't need to be difficult to be fun, right? And I liked that that second part wasn't meant to be difficult. It was just meant to be fun. It was meant to be awesome. Yeah, it was meant to be epic, and that's what I liked, and that's why the fight uh, in Final Fantasy 15 where you took on Leviathan was one of my favorite moments last year because it was so cool and you're just like overpowered doing a ton of damage and like that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that made it more fun as opposed to like struggling to barely beat the boss and like cheat your way through it to end up beating it. Like it's what I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I, when I, when we do episode, what, 400? (laughs) Yeah. Two years from now, uh, I'm gonna have to really figure out uh, where Breath of the Wild is. But honestly, like it very well could be one, two on my list here. Uh, by far, my favorite is Zelda. Uh huh. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
I, I still I, I still fire it up occasionally. Yeah, because you could play it for twenty minutes, do a shrine or two, and then like you know, pop like pop out. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Did you play anything else? No, I've just been playing some mobile games to supplement my time. Gotcha. Okay. Corey. Um, yeah. I don't know if anything's really worth talking about. I'll talk a little bit about Civ because it's been—I think it's been a while since anybody's played it. Um, yeah. Civ Six still, uh, presentation-wise, is awesome and yeah. still a good game. I just had a really poor experience with it. I was all inspired uh, Saturday. I had—I think it was Saturday. I had some time, maybe Friday, to play some games, and I was like, you know what? Play some Civ and really, really get lost in a in a game. So I spent probably half an hour getting all the settings the way I wanted them and picking the sieve that I wanted to be and, and all that fun stuff. And then I got into the game world. Uh, I also upped the difficulty one level. I usually play on Prince, but it's too easy, I find. So I was like, I'll bump it up to King and give myself a bit of a challenge and, and see what happens here. And uh, I didn't even have a Spearman before I got destroyed by <laughs> Carth- Carthage? That's Civ. Is that a Civ in the game? It might be. I don't know. I can't even remember. Um, And it was unprovoked. Like, they just did it because they could. And it was just, you know, the the cities have a little bit of strength, so I was able to withstand it for a handful of turns. But I just couldn't pump out guys fast enough to... uh, War carts. Who has the war carts? It's been too long since I last played it. And it was just all of a sudden, like, I have no idea how they built that many war carts and just, it was just like a whole train of them coming from their sieve to mine. And I knew, like, when they were headed towards me, I'm like, oh, they're just going to declare war on me for no reason. And uh, sure enough, that's what happened. And uh, I didn't even have a second settlement yet. Oh. You know, I had I had a, a scout uh, who was out scouting, a warrior who was kind of floating in the area to take care of barbarians. And uh, I was in the process of building a fishing boat or a worker or whatever, a worker. Um, and that's when they attacked. And uh, I just, I couldn't pump out guys fast enough to defend against it. So huh. I just got destroyed and I was like, well, that's it. That's, that's my it. safe game. <laughs> Didn't last very long, uh-huh. which was a little disappointing. So maybe I'll return to it. I don't know. I also tried to play uh, Elder Scrolls online with the Morrowind expansion and just could not could not get into it. Like I played for like five minutes and I just was not feeling it at all. Uh-huh. And I, again, another instance of me spending hours like installing a game and getting everything where I want it to be. And then just deciding, eh, I guess I don't want to play this and then deleting, like spending longer getting the game installed than I do actually playing yeah. it. I've tried playing that too. And I just, for whatever reason, it just won't stick for me. Well, I remember liking elder scrolls online. I just didn't want to, pay for it so i stopped playing but now that the morrowind expansion came out i was all gung-ho about it but i just immediately lost interest i don't know for me it's always the time sink that's sitting over your head when you know there's a lot of other things that are yeah and uh, require my attention i thought about that too and i mean elder scrolls as far as that goes is pretty good about it does kind of feel like a single player game. You can accomplish quite a bit in a session, a, a shorter session than in most uh, MMORPGs. I mean, you don't need to group at all if you don't want. You can just play that game fully single player 
and the the stories and everything and and quest design and stuff is all really well done. Uh, about as good as about as good as it can get, like Elder Scrolls wise in an MMO uh, framework. Right. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, quite a bit more Rocket League. I'm I'm I think I'm uh, top okay. silver rank, gold in some of them. Still ranking up. Gonna go pro. Uh, one of these days, uh, I'll think about going pro. Yeah. I've developed a good system though. When my teammates start razzing me, uh, I don't say anything the first couple of times. Because generally, if I make a mistake early on and somebody gets on me on my team, I ignore it, and then I just like play better than the other person, and they just stop. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they don't let up, I say, just let me know when you feel better about yourself, and then we can be a team again. And then they usually <laughs> don't know what to say to that. <laughs> nice. Because that is by far my least favorite part of that game is when oh, your yeah. teammates get on you for no reason. Yeah. And I had a dude. Um, what did I do? I did something like I, I it, it was a 50 50 save. Like if I saved it, it would have been a good save. But if I missed it, in most cases, everybody would forgive you because it was kind of hard. And he got on me for that because it was like an early goal for the other team. And uh, I didn't say anything. And then I did something later on and he said, oh, and now you're doubling back or something like that. Like, have you ever played this game before? But then I scored like two goals and we won two to one and he just had no words for me. Uh And then I had a guy when I let in a really crappy goal immediately hit forfeit. And this was in like the first 10 seconds of the game. And that's a lot of times people do that to like send a message that they're unhappy with you. But I just opted to forfeit as well so we just lost the game and he was so mad at me and i'm like well why'd you forfeit then you know if you didn't want to actually forfeit so i don't know rocket league is is a strange beast but it's still so much fun and so easy to play my Mm -hmm. i have a double elimination rule if i turn it on i play until i lose twice and then i have to stop because otherwise i would never stop sure okay uh, I think that's it. I mentioned I did play a little Lovers in Dangerous Space Time with some friends. We had uh, three people playing, and then I played Mount Your Friends, which I still find to be a fabulous game. Oh yeah. Everybody else like didn't get it. They're like, "What? Can we play something else?" Like, <laughs> like I don't. This game's awesome. I don't. You you should uh, look into genital jousting for your genital jousting game. I actually looked at a bunch of them. Like Nidhog, I guess is supposed to be fun to play as a group. Uh-huh. Uh, What's that donkey platformer game? Yeah. Ultimate Chicken Horse or whatever. It's supposed to be pretty fun. Uh, we try. I mentioned Bro Force. We tried playing that, but my laptop couldn't run it. What about Duck Game? What's Duck Game? Duck Game is like uh, Towerfall, kind of. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, I did I did see that one. Uh, and speaking of, Dan, speaking of Mount Your Friends, I did purchase it on Steam. So if you oh, ever want to play it. I do want to play Mount Your Friends. By all means. <laughs> fun better to play with people in the same yeah, room yeah. Yeah. but what's nice about it is that everybody can use the same controller okay so it's easy to just hand it off but uh, nice. i think that's it i don't have much else to much else to talk about okay feedback let's see what we got here
Looks like uh, two pieces of feedback. The first one is from Eric. Uh, not Eric, Eric, or Eric, but uh, listener Eric, who says, uh, any chance us listeners would be able to play games with you guys? I don't know who has a PS4, but I think it would be a lot of fun to get a Madden franchise going when the new game comes out. Or FIFA. Or NHL. Dibs on the Lightning, go Bolts. Uh, I've been loving the an evening with episodes as well. Thanks again for the podcast. I'm really glad I found you guys. You're really the only, one of the only podcasts I'm sure to listen to every single week, along with the podcasts uh, Under the Idle Thumbs Umbrella and Waypoint from Vice. One more quick question. I'm hoping you haven't been asked this before. If you had to choose one video game world to live and work in, what do you choose? Keep in mind that just because you're in this new universe, it does not mean you get to enjoy any of the player character superpowers. If you pick Skyrim, you don't get to be the last Dragonborn, for example. Thanks, Eric. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think all of us are willing to, to play games with listeners, uh, provided we're not playing something for, uh, for an episode, you know. Um, but yeah, I think uh, probably Eric or Will are on most uh, online, like available to play online, and on PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys want to give give out your uh, P- PSN name. Is that what it's called? Yeah, my PSN name. Uh, it's. Corey might know it better, but it's either Wesley Snipes underscore nine or Wesley Snipes nine underscore. Okay. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe we'll put, maybe we'll make a post about it and put it on Facebook or something with our, our information. Cause we've had, we've had a few people ask. I'll give out. Don't promise that Dan. No, no, well, none yeah. of us are going to remember to do it. And no, I know, but that's what we should do. Yeah. There's a lot of things we should do. That's true. Uh, I, don't even, <laughs> I don't even know what my Steam name is. Is it? I I can get your Steam name here, Dan. I always close Steam when I'm recording because inevitably it starts downloading something when we're recording a podcast and it kills my internet connection. Dmirtha37. Is that my? I thought I thought it was okay. Yeah, that's. I think that, that might be right. I thought you were Bulge Belly or something like that. Yeah, Captain Bulge Belly, maybe. Nope, definitely Dmirtha37. Okay. Hmm. Or is it Bulge Belly? No, I think it's Bulge. I don't know. It's, no, it's, I don't it's even know. D, it's Dmirtha 37. Okay, Dmirtha 37 then. Where'd the 37 come from? Uh, Favorite number? Even... Yeah, maybe. Dream Age? Okay. Dream Age? Yeah. 37? Maybe. <laughs> maybe uh, really your best year of life. <laughs> uh, FIFA Angel. Dibs on Lightning. I like I actually like a lot of players on the Lightning. Yeah, Tyler Johnson. I like Victor Hedman. What's the question? I like Stamkos, the Lightning. As Is he a fan of the Lightning? Yeah, yeah. I like I, I liked Brian Boyle until he became a Maple Leaf. Maple well, I still like him, but yeah, I like a lot of the Lightning players as well. Nikita Kucherov is the man. Yeah, he's good. Uh, so yeah. Video game world to live and work in. Which do you choose? Pokemon. Oh, yeah. We've had this question a couple times. Uh, but again, he says, Eric says, uh, you don't get to enjoy the player character superpowers. So you're just an average citizen. Mm. So if I join so Pokemon, you, I still get to 
be a trainer? You can still be a trainer, but probably not a very good trainer. That's BS. <laughs> so if I if I choose Stardew Valley, do I still get? Can I still be a farmer? Well, yeah. Yeah, you're just a terrible farmer. Just average mm. farmer. Yeah, <laughs> I'd take that. I still go with Mass Effect. I wouldn't mind living in one of the colonies. One of uh, other. What if you're a colonies. peasant? I would yeah. be a peasant. What if the Reapers attack still, you? Still, at least, at least you're a peasant and maybe a, hopefully, a cool place, you know. But Dan, the Reapers. I know. Corey is going to be farming, and I'm going to be training Pokemon. That's way safer. Um. Okay. How about a? Just after the first contact war. Then maybe I'll be I'll be dead by the time the Reapers come along. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Fun so. fact about that Mass Effect article: they said their game was actually going to be about the first contact war, but nobody wanted a prequel. Oh, really? Fans, yeah. So they ended up scrapping the idea. Okay. All right. So that's from Eric. Uh, thanks, Eric. The next is from you'll be number one in our game giveaway. Because we get to do a game giveaway. We didn't have any feedback last week, did we? I don't think we did. Oh, beats me. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember. Next is from Idaho Jake, who says, Hey guys, I missed last week's episode. I got caught up in Borderlands 2. And that makes me really wonder if they will announce a new Borderlands. I got Morrowind for Elder Scrolls Online, and I'm liking the new area and, and new Warden character. Now for Idaho Jake's This Day in Gaming History. June 7th, 2002, Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind was released for the Xbox in the U.S. The only thing left to say is go Preds. Right on, Jake. Right on. Uh, I would love to see a new Borderlands game. I loved uh, Borderlands 2. Um, Borderlands 3 was 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 good. Um, pre-sequel was okay. Or not, not Borderlands 3. Borderlands... What am I thinking of? Borderlands 2 and the DLC is what I'm thinking of, and then the pre-sequel was okay. Looking forward to Borderlands 3. Right? Yeah, Riz and I both agree that it's going to get announced at E3. Yeah. I feel like that, yeah, that's a common common thread. That, or a lot, a lot of people are predicting seeing a new Borderlands announced. Actually, wait, no. Take 2 said that they weren't going to do have anything there, right? Uh... I, I feel like that was a nibble bit I had when it was just me and you, Dan. Maybe. Maybe. I really think t- or Take Two said that they weren't showing anything at E3. Well, are they still gonna like announce it during E3? Maybe they're just not gonna be there, but they're gonna you know announce it when everyone is like paying attention. I guess. Yeah, I mean, I guess their statement was kind of vague. Yeah. Oh, you mean a marketing? statement was vague or a PR statement was vague. That's so annoying. <laughs> That's your fault, Corey. What did I do? You mean your vague your statements? Marketing. My vague marketing? What are you talking about? I'm just saying. PR statement was vague. Big Which shocker. One? Take two when they talked about Borderlands. Oh, yeah. Surprise, surprise. Okay. Game giveaway time. Did we? I think everybody has the games they're owed. I believe Alex was the last one to win one because I don't think we had one last week. So and I'm pretty sure I sent that one off. Okay. Uh, what do we got? One and two. One and two. 
Um, random. And the winner is number one. Number one, Eric. And Eric gets his selection of between number one and 194. The first one up is 178, and it is called Warlock. Just Warlock. Sweet. Uh, Let me just write these down, because I'll forget. Game number two. Game 96. Jazz Punk. That's a recent release one, isn't it? Uh, 2012, maybe. No. I feel like that came out like maybe last year. Well, let's no. Look. I'll look at it. Jazz Punk. 2014. In the middle of you two. Mm-hmm. Um, game number three is 23. Flat. Heroes. Flat Heroes. Sounds like a 2D role-playing game. What do you think? Oh, yeah. How off base am I? Let's do that. Let's guess the genre if we don't know the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, number 18. Grim Dawn. Oh, okay. Uh, Flat Heroes, a minimalistic, super intense local multiplayer game with cooperative and competitive modes, one through four. Mm-hmm. Sounds like I was close. Uh, uh, Bitch Trip presents Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Uh-huh. So there you go. Bit Trip. Was that, is that five? That's five games. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, Warlock, Jazz Punk, Flat Heroes, Grim Dawn, and Bit Trip presents Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. Uh-huh. Got some good games on here. Even though... Bit, or Flat Heroes is like a hundred percent on Steam. What uh, what game are you going with, Dan? Based on this um, list, probably Flat Heroes, just because I like the name. Well, what was the last one? Bit Trip. You seriously, you seriously, want me to say it all again? Read grim, the list again. Was Grim Dawn on there? Warlock, Jazz Punk, Flat Heroes, Grim Dawn, Bit Trip Presents, Runner 2, Future Legend of Rhythm Alien. I would probably, well, I mean, I own Grim Dawn, but that would be the one I would pick if I didn't have it. Yeah, me too. I, uh, I'm curious about Jazz Punk and uh, also Bit Trip. I did play the first Bit Trip for like 10 minutes. What's the full title of Bit Trip again? <laughs> It's just Bit Trip 2. <laughs> bit Trip 2. Okay. Uh, next week will be our E3 recap, right? E3 is this weekend and early next week. Oh, it is. I'm not going to be able to tune in at all. Yeah. I won't be able to watch the stuff this weekend. That's during the day. I'll just I'll watch it later. Um, but yeah, it'll be our E3 2017 recap, hopefully with everybody. Hopefully also on Thursday again, too. Uh, Thursday is definitely the best day to record. And we'll have a Stanley Cup winner by then, so we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, no more hockey playoffs, so that'll be good. Um, so yeah, that'll do it for episode 307 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. Uh, well, Corey, thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. One, two, three.